You're listening to Trade Secrets with Oliver and Denise. If you work for Microsoft, you can't share operational secrets with someone from Apple. Yeah, that's true. But in relationships, though, it's a little different. We should share the good, the bad, all of those types of things that help our relationships to grow. Yeah, you're right about that. And I feel like the information shared in these conversations will do just that. So let's dive into today's episode. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Doing okay? I am. I am. And I'm excited to talk to this couple. Me too. Um, I've read the information and we can talk about when we get in the conversation how we met and that. Yeah. Um, we met virtually, but mm-hmm. how, how that happened. But just kind of reading what they do, mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear, you know, the the nuggets or trade secrets that will come out of this conversation. Who, who are we talking to today? Today we are talking with Robert. Fakui and his wife Kaylee. And I'm so sorry if I butchered your name. Perfect. I said it right. Okay. Ah, see, we got it. Robert (laughs) Fakui and his wife Kaylee. They are co-founders of a business consulting firm and they exist to develop profitable purpose-led businesses that positively impact people, culture, and economies. Nice. Fantastic. Good stuff. And and they have a passion for uh, marriages, right? Yes. They want to see marriages flourish. And so, you know, it's always good to talk to a couple that is, has the same passion we do, mm-hmm. right? Who's just passionate about relationships. And so we welcome you guys, Robert and Kaylee. Thank you so much for taking some time out to talk to us. Yeah. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Yeah. No, this will be fun. Yes, it yes. will be. It will mm-hmm. be. And, and, and to get the fun started all. <laughs> All right, it's a party coming on. Oh man! <laughs> so, those so the the listeners they know that we are we love a great story, right? And so typically when we have couples on, we always want to start at the very beginning, right? How did Robert and Kaylee meet? <laughs> Let's hear that story. And yeah, so, you start, right, you can't you can't see them right, but they're smiling at each other. Oh, that means so it's going to be good. Yes. I'll start, I'll start and she'll correct me. You know? um, so we met online. Okay. okay. So the interesting thing is, um, you know, I was starting to do some online data. I just moved to Southern California from Northern California. Didn't really know anybody. And I'm like, you know, where am I going to meet? You know, I'm already mid thirties. And I'm like, I don't really feel, feel like going to clubs or bars or, I mean, you know, where am I going to meet? So I decided to try my hand in online dating and, you know, it's definitely not like it is now because this is 16 years ago, right? 16, 17 years ago. Um, but it was still, you know, pretty main, relatively mainstream. Well, I get this spam. This is when I had AOL for, for email. Okay. So that's how far long ago it was. But so I get this thing in my inbox and it said, meet Christian singles. And I'm like, well, that's interesting. So I clicked on the email and I go, I didn't know they had Christian dating sites. And, and actually at the time, to be honest, I wasn't even really you know, going to church or walking with the Lord, even though I'm a pastor's kid. So, you know, you can, that ask, says that, a lot. You can ask that story later. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> I figured, you know, Explains a lot. I figured, hey, I think my mom would love for me to meet a Christian woman. And so I, w- I looked on there and I looked at some of the pictures, the profiles on there. And I decided, I was like, oh, they look pretty normal. <laughs> you know, these, you know, I didn't know what I was going to expect, you know, what I expected to see. But 
So uh, one of the pictures I saw was Kaylee, and I decided to to reach out to her through the system. Um, and you know, we'll get into the fact that my marketing experience, but the picture on my profile was me skiing with the Matterhorn in the background in Switzerland. I mean, not not the Disneyland Matterhorn, the Matterhorn. I was actually on the top of the gondola on the border of Switzerland and Italy. And there's there a little thing in the back. I was right on the border. And so you can see the border to Switzerland, the Italian flag and the Switzerland flag. And then off my right shoulder was the Matterhorn. Nice. Wow. Well, I didn't realize she's Swiss. She's part Swiss. So that caught her attention. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about marketing guys no, so anyways that's how we that's how we met that's the short story of how we met it was actually online but it, it took her a few weeks to actually respond to me um so it depends on how far you want me to talk about this talk of the story but anyways that's kind of how we met so were you guys in this you were in the same location like you said you were in Within an hour right she was out on the beach in ventura and i'm in pasadena it was in a, okay without traffic it's about an hour drive got you okay okay wow and so, mind you, I um, I didn't want to do online dating. I was in a women's uh, Bible study with my girlfriend, and they were all um, online, most of them. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, I think it was pride kept me from doing it because I thought, you know, I don't have a problem getting a date. That's no problem. I don't need to go online. But since they had such good luck, then I thought, you know, I would give it a try. So he... Um, emailed me through uh through the site and i guess it was like two weeks later you got it well actually i, think, I, think I responded like yeah <laughs> i responded he got like three weeks later because i only went on the free days you know there was they'd give so many free days because my girlfriends knew how to they knew how it all worked and yeah, so the women had free days the guys had to pay yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's how we met that's um that's interesting because i think this might be I'm trying to think back of the couples that we've had, the guests that we've had. This might be the first maybe online, the first second, or second online dating. Maybe experience. the second, yeah. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna jump in, right? We know we're gonna be asking for trade secrets throughout <laughs> this whole thing. Let's let's get one right up front, right? So for folks who this is a dating option for them, mm-hmm. and they are looking to find the love of their life. And they're using online dating as a means to do so. What are some some tips, some some pieces of advice that you would that you would give to those listening that might be doing that? Some red flags to look for, just w- whatever you whatever you have. Mm-hmm. So my my thought was, if you don't find your mate in college once you graduate from college, if you go or trade school, it's really challenging because that's where the majority of the singles are. And so, um, and that's one reason why I did the online. Um, I put a full picture on of myself from, you know, so he can see what I look like because, you know, if they want blonde, I'm not blonde blue eyes, but if, if he wants blonde blue eyes, I have no problem with that, but I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, some of these, uh, so honesty in the profile is what you're getting at. Right. Honesty. <laughs> and I tried to, in our profile, had my girlfriend help me. And I just tried to be as honest as I could about what I liked mm-hmm. and what I was looking for. I, I didn't just try and make it all, um, very generalized because that way you can get a better idea of who the person is as opposed to, I guess you could say it'd be kind of marketing. You know what I mean? Like I really put what I was interested in mm-hmm. liked and what was important to me. Yeah trying to reach the masses. Right. Very good. And, and that, 
I'm an introvert, so definitely going out and meeting somebody, I mean, wherever, and trying to get a phone number or ask someone on a date, that was probably wasn't going to happen, at least in my lifetime. <laughs> so it was hard. So at least going on online dating, it allowed me to reach out to, to women and not feel rejected. Because if they didn't respond, they didn't respond. Right. 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 It wasn't like a no. I didn't hear the no. I mean, there was a no, but just right. I didn't get it. So the people that responded, or the women that responded, I knew were interested at some level. So it was it was easy for me to take the next step. Because we always said we would have never, if it wasn't for online, we would have never. Yeah, we would never met. We were just there's no way I would ask her out. She was too intimidating. And I went and went out with them. So <laughs> even uh, when we met physically, <laughs> but uh, and and the red flags that you talked about, because I you know we get a lot of singles that are very even these days still apprehensive about it. You know, there's still crazies out mm-hmm. there. I go. It, there's, they're just as crazy in the bar or a restaurant or the supermarket or whatever. You're still going up to the people you don't know. Right. Very true. You know, people could say anything, right? They're always going to try to put the best face forward. So it doesn't matter what circumstance you're meeting somebody, you never really know. Mm-hmm. But the beauty, the, what I found in, in the online dating scene was that the responses you get, to, the communication you get to email, if you really read, and listen, and I guess this is a communication tip just for couples in general. If you really listen to what's being said, you can really tell a lot about the person. There was very little surprise. I, you know, I met a, a you know, a few women, phys, you know, face to face after the online communication. And I didn't really find any surprises to who they were in person versus how they wrote. Mm. Even if you had one surprise though. It wasn't wrote, it wasn't what they wrote. It was, yeah, it's just mainly, it was like a high school picture and then you meet her and then you're like, <laughs> Yeah, look like a oh, is that you? Those uh, glamour shots, you know. (laughs) For 20, 30 years ago, it's like put an updated picture of people. (laughs) But as far as the person, you can really tell a lot about the person and just ask pointed questions and ask really directed questions and be discerning about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing is you can always have your girlfriend or your guy friend, whoever, whatever sex you are, but look at it as well. Because I remember one of her friends, close friends, she had Kaylee look at this communication she was having with this guy. Kaylee said, hey, why don't you look at this? Let me know what you think. And I'm like, who is this crazy guy? I mean, he wrote page and page. and page. It was like a love letter, pages, pages and pages on email. And I'm thinking, I'm not, something's not right about this guy. That's why I had you look at it. Because it was like, you know, he wrote all these pages and he's, he's uh, got a career and he's supposed to be doing very well. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's nice. He wrote all this. But who's got time to like every day write you three pages of love letters? I mean, that's nice, but it's not realistic. So all that to say is trust your heart, trust your instincts. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't sound right, feel right, it's probably not right. Women, don't put your mind, keep your mind engaged. (laughs) Don't know when you're dating either online or offline. It's like, um, you know, tell people where you're going. Don't check out. Ask questions. Yes. Get to know them. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Questions. That's a good one. So so let's fast forward. How how much time passed between when you guys met face to face for the first time to walking down the aisle? Two years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So two two, years. Awesome. Um, what was dating like? <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> no, it was funny. <laughs> so, so we'll talk. We'll, we'll, this will give you a little snapshot about the both of us just from the first date. Yeah. You always know I'm going to start with yeah, this, right? I know, I know where you're going. <laughs> and there's and there's also a great communication lesson in this. Yeah. So we met. She lived in Ventura, which is right on the ocean, just below Santa Barbara. 
And so I said, you know, I, you know, through work, I, you know, part of my sales territory actually went through her town. So I said, Hey, Friday night, I'm going to be in town. Let's meet up for dinner. She agreed. So we met up for dinner, had a nice uh, dinner on the pier. Um, and then we kind of, after dinner, we kind of walk around the pier and all that. And I walk her to her car and I said, you know, I really had a nice time. And she responded, so did I. And so I said, well, so I asked her, well, do you want to do this again? And her response was, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now Oliver, wow. okay. what are you thinking? What are you thinking at that point? <laughs> oh, man. This is <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, so here's my, my thing. Here's my process because might've been my years in sales. So I'm thinking, okay, in the sp- within a split second, I'm thinking it's an hour drive minimum back home to Pasadena. I'm not sure what she's thinking. And I don't know if I want to take that drive home, trying to figure it out and drive myself crazy. And whether I decide or not, if I'm going to call her again. So I figured she didn't say no. Technically she said, Sure. Or I forgot exactly. Yeah, maybe you're sure or something, something like that. She had an affirmative word, but just the body language was not quite what I was expecting. Gotcha. So we, we know in, in communication research that 80% of what we, our assumptions are made off of nonverbal communication. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. Tone, body language and all that. Mm. So I focus on what she said, which was affirmative, but you know, everything else said no. So I decided, I just asked her right then. I said, okay, I'll be back in town on Wednesday. So you want to go out? And then she had to make a decision. <laughs> well, yeah. Then I, well, I, then I didn't really want to commit because I didn't know if there's going to be something else coming up. You know what yeah, I mean? She might I have wasn't to brush sure. Teeth or whatever, be, well, no, I didn't want to commit to that. So, <laughs> and then. So commitment was kind of a thing. And then, <laughs> and then I don't know, you you said, no, you're, you're going to be in town. Yeah. Come on, let's and go. And so she said, yes. And so then I, I said, okay. And then, and that was the last time she, we had this little exchange. So. But, but it what didn't get any easier after that. But that, yeah, just uh, just changed, you know. Right. You know, other things changed, but it wasn't uh, an issue with asking for another date after that. And so, but you know, the, the key thing was let's just get this settled now. <laughs> you know, yes or no, I he didn't care. Let me off the hook. Well, I figured yes or no, I don't care. But I have I have much more clear thought driving home. Right. Because other definitely. people would just let me off the hook and they oh forget it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And do you think do you think that that's a do you think that's a male female thing, right? Do the maybe the level of apprehension that you had um, compared to Robert the the sense that this had gone well, and so I'm I'm going to go ahead and move forward. Do you think that guys maybe have that approach that they're a little bit more willing to make that move or take that leap? I think it depends because some guys just, you know, want to go out and not want to commit for the next thing. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. it goes both ways. Yeah. Right? I think it's just, I think it's more your, your personality style and kind of what you're looking for. So um, I, you know, so yeah, I think it goes both ways. Yeah. So was, was the, eh, sure. Okay. Is that your personality style, even though you mean yes, or were you really not sure at the time or you just didn't want to commit? I probably just didn't want to commit. And part of me wanted to see what he probably looking back, what he was made out of too. You know what I mean? If he's just going to say, okay, fine. I'm like, then, you know, I'm, I'm fine with that too. But 
I like that. Because, you know, because people in the past have done that. They're like, oh, she's too much work or whatever. And, and it is part of her personality style about commitment. Not so much anymore, but she, every, sometimes even while we're dating, um, she doesn't really do it anymore because she knows I know her, her tricks. But anyways, <laughs> like if there's something she didn't want to commit to, she would say, oh, let me think about it. Uh-huh. So what I learned over time that that was code for, I hope you forget and you don't ask me again. <laughs> so, so now we got a little bit better and, she does, now, and she's even thrown this on me, but then I'll, now I'll ask her, okay, when will you get back to me? Mm-hmm. I asked for a time and date. And then now she throws that on me as well. Yeah. But it's also, um, I mean, and it does go both ways actually, because sometimes I'll do it too, as well. And I think in general relationships, when you don't want to address the hard subject, mm-hmm. um, you try to sweep it under the rug. So see what you can do to kind of sweep it under the rug and you don't want to make a commitment to this for furthering this discussion. And so, you know, this is kind of a, you know, a lighthearted way, you know, what she does, but you know, when it comes to some serious matters, there are couples that will use that kind of approach. Right. And well, so, and I've also met plenty of men that they, they don't want to commit. Mm-hmm. Right. True. That's, you know what I mean? And I don't want to like find out six months later, well, I'm just not into that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, by then if it's somebody you like, your heart's already into it. So exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's, and you know what? Mm-hmm. Men like to be the hunters, so you know what? So she keeps Hunt telling away. me. <laughs> That's what she kept telling me. You know, you don't want it. You don't want it easy, right? Because he doesn't oh, like things I, easy. So I'm like, hey, I'll help you out then. <laughs> 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 That's excellent. That's excellent. I um, I definitely want to talk about what you guys are doing now, but I want to just to to kind of segue. I want to ask one more question about this dating period during the two years, right? So you're kind of learning each other. This is very new. When in that two year period, did you say, okay, this, this is the one, Mm. this we're going all the way. Um, Well, after three months, I knew this was someone I can do something long-term with. Okay. And I always had this 90 day thing. (laughs) And I did too, for some odd reason, like it shouldn't take you six years to figure out whether this is somebody that you can do life with. Yeah. Agree with a 90 day thing rule. So it's like, if you don't really know in three months, whether this is a long-term thing or not, then, you know, you'll never know. Yeah. So, but I knew this was something could be long-term. And then by eight months, I I knew this was it. Okay. Mm. So that's when I proposed. Um, But it's also, we were, we also had a kind of a unique dating life okay. because after one month of meeting, after one month of our first date, this one suggests I go to counseling. Interesting. <laughs> For those of you who don't see the reaction on Oliver's face, it's like, it's like if it was me, I'm out the door. <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> Very interesting though, because that, that's kind of a bold move. That, oh yeah, like a month, a I month in. Kaylee, talk about your talk about the thought process behind what made you do that. Because yeah, I didn't think we were even dating at that point. <laughs> well, I knew, um, I yeah, we probably weren't. But I could tell, you know, he was a big-hearted guy. I thought, oh my gosh, this is somebody that I could probably really um, see myself with. 
but we had some stuff, that, you know, like I love my parents, but I did not want a marriage like my parents. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be, to have a different one. And um, can I tell your story? Yeah. Okay. Robert was previously married before me mm-hmm. and um, his grade school sweetheart he married. And at Christmas time, she was going to work and she got into a car accident and died. Wow. And so my friends would tell me, well, you know, that's good, Kaylee. You don't, he doesn't have an ex-wife. But in my mind, he loved her mm-hmm. and would still be married to her. So I wanted to know before I put any more time into the relationship that, I mean, I know he will always love her and I'm okay with that, but I wanted to see if he had room in his heart for me before I put any more into the relationship. So that was my thought. Yeah. Yeah. So it, the turn, the first was, you know, go to counseling to see if you properly agreed and all that kind of stuff. And then long story short, it just kind of turned into relationship counseling that the both of us just went together all the way to the day we got married. So by the time eight months hit, you know, there was a lot of work that we had done. Yeah. Not just dating, but we had done a lot of work as far as communication, understanding our past and how that affects the present and the way we communicate each other, you know, all the things that, so I always, you know, tell people, I was like, well, like even on our podcast, like, you know, we may not be marriage experts and have a certification, but I feel like we went to school because <laughs> there's two years of applying what these counselors went to school for, right? But applied it for ourselves and we have to practice it <laughs> real time, right? So we were excited about that. Oh yeah, I was, I was thrilled. <laughs> so that was, uh, you know, that's kind of the genesis of kind of where we are now. It's just looking back, you know, 14, 15 years later going, oh, you know, Obviously, I understand why we went to counseling for us, but then now, now what we do now is obviously we're kind of passing it forward, I guess you can say. Um, but so, yeah, so we definitely had a, um, you know, by eight months, I, I knew, you know. Nice. I, I love it. I love that because I feel like, and, and obviously tell me if I'm right or wrong, but to go through that period of time where you are in counseling and you're learning you're getting all of these tools prior to walking down the aisle i would imagine that that definitely has a positive effect on years one through five mm. yeah. to the couple who did not do any of that and is walking down the aisle and then kind of winging it afterward with this new person um i think that that is phenomenal yeah, that's great that's a that's a great advantage i would imagine yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, our first year flew by and we're like, huh, <laughs> that was actually pretty easy. I mean, do we have little arguments here and there? Yeah, but nothing like, you know, we've heard others go through. And even my first year of marriage with my first wife, I mean, we were still deeply in love, but, you know, we had the normal stuff. But it definitely was uh, about as smooth as it could be. Um, even, you know, we never lived with each other or anything like that, but all that, you know, adjustments, there was no, I mean, I didn't feel... It was like, really? Was that it? <laughs> well, <laughs> we had talked about and we had tried to deal with so much. Oh, yeah, stuff we've dealt before. with all that for two years. We dealt so. with that pre stuff. Yeah. So I think that's great. For those of you who are listening who are engaged or who are uh, thinking about getting married, that is a that is a phenomenal first step yes. to lay up. If you think about building a house, right? No one builds a house from the roof down. Right. Right. So to have the opportunity to lay a sound foundation through counseling, through 
learning each other before mm-hmm. you walk down before, the aisle yeah. is just it's obviously man, really, is, it saves a lot of heartache. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah. And you know, we had a built-in referee with our counselor, and so mm-hmm. all the I mean, he she brought up a lot of tough stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, the tough stuff we would have had to deal with on our own when we're married. Oh yeah, but having <laughs> professional there, and all kinds and, of stuff. You know, showing us and giving us the tools to deal with these things. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. I mean, it would have been. I definitely. You know, I wasn't thrilled going into counseling, but definitely looking back, like, oh yeah, it would have been really bad. <laughs> it would have been bad. Yeah, our marriage would have been different. Yeah, it, it would have been it. definitely a, a struggle in those first. Because I didn't have a healthy. Uh, family life. So I didn't know what it looked like. And our family didn't know how to communicate either. I mean, my dad's a pastor, but he can communicate from the pulpit, but not at home. Right. Gotcha. It's totally different. And so as an Asian, Asian background, my dad was kind of typical Japanese male, didn't say a whole lot, but when he did say it was usually more critique, criticism, whatever, and just correction. Um, so that's obviously not a way to, to have a relationship is always correcting your wife. Right. Um, so which would really feed into her background mm-hmm. with her dad didn't did the same thing. Right. So that would have just fed into that. And there would have just one argument after another. <laughs> and honestly, I, I didn't mind getting married and finding out small surprises, but I didn't want to get married and find out a huge glaring surprise that I had no idea what I was getting. Yeah, man. I love it. I, I love that I too. It. I think it's encouraging again for people who are considering marriage to make sure you go through all of this counseling and you know deal with your baggage beforehand because and not to be intimidated by your baggage and think well you know I don't know this may not work maybe I shouldn't get married if you do the hard work you can get married and as you can see have a successful relationship if you do the hard work beforehand yeah that's good and 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 many of us like we we had premarital counseling, but it wasn't it, it wasn't extensive. Like right. what I'm hearing from you guys, Robert and Kaylee, is that you went through some real like grinding, like let's mm-hmm. get this work done kind of yeah. scenario, which I feel like is just just the most awesome foundation for moving into right. a relationship. Yeah, because our counseling was basically the stuff that people that have really challenges in their marriage are, are going through. But we did it from a position of, well, we're not having challenges, <laughs> but we're still going through the same stuff. Right? But, but, it, but it's so much it different. Yeah, but it's so much different when you're coming from a position of we, we love each other and we're going to work versus when you're challenged and then go into it. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes that much more tougher because there's always going to be a lot much more resistance right. um, because you kind of feel picked on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and when you're dating, it's the best of times, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the time that people are going to put the best foot forward and, and do, deal with this stuff is when you're still madly in love and you want to get married and all that kind of stuff versus it's a kind of a last ditch approach. Mm-hmm. It's okay. beautiful that that so many trade secrets came out of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we always tell the listeners, hey, listen, if you if you aren't already listening with uh, pen and paper, you're going to have to rewind mm-hmm. and you have to listen to this all over again, mm-hmm. um, which we encourage you to do. Let me do the podcast. You can. <laughs> right. You have that that reference forever. Yeah. Right. That you can go back to. Um, with you guys going through that process, right? And and it making uh those first few years um, I don't want to use the word easier, but a little bit smoother, mm-hmm. making that transition smoother for you. 
was that some of the motivation behind what you guys do now as far as, you know, being passionate with couples? Did you see experiences and say, hey, you know what, let's see how we can pay it forward kind of thing? Or how, how did that come about? That was more of a process. Okay. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't say we kind of fell into it, but, you know, I was working for Bristol Myers Squibb, my last company I worked for, a pharmaceutical company. I was in marketing and sales. I was with them for about 17 years. I started exploring, doing some consulting on the side to see if that was going to be a, a, a next transition in my career. Um, decided that was going to be it. Four years ago, I left the company, started consulting full-time in marketing and sales, but a lot of just general business um, consulting because of most of the small family businesses that we deal with, they're doing about $30 million a year and under, but there's a lot of business infrastructure that is not there to support the growth. So we deal with a lot of the infrastructure and organizational structure before we really get into the marketing because actually more customers sometimes can actually do harm for business. So most of our clients um, typically are men. And as I got to know them, they start to, you know, you build a relationship with them. They start opening up about their home life, their personal life, their marriage. And because of what we learn in counseling, we just kind of, I just started naturally coaching them just, you know, organically. Here's what I would do. Here's some questions I would ask. Maybe put some ground rules in place. I mean, just the stuff that we learned, I was just kind of passing it on. And then I started noticing, I was like, you know, there seems to be a, a cycle here that, the health of the marriage is affecting the business and vice versa. Wow. Okay. Right. So if things aren't going well at home, the owner is now bringing that, that toxicity sometimes into the business and maybe taking out employees or team, the customers, not having a clear head on how to make the right decisions because sometimes maybe the wife or the husband has a different way of how they would view doing certain things in the business and despite them, they'll just do something different. I mean, that kind of stuff. And in the business, if the business isn't going well, that's definitely going to have an impact at home because there's some financial implications, you know, that the business has at home. So that creates more conflict. So there's this intertwining of marriage and business. And so you have marriage counselors and coaches, you've got business consultants and coaches, but never the two meet. Right. But they're intertwined. Mm-hmm. And I go, you know, so I asked Kaylee about almost two years ago. I go, you know, there seems to be a thing here. <laughs> there seems to be an issue. And yeah, I can help the client in some direction, but it, you get a whole lot of more traction in the relation, in the marriage, if both of them were in the room together, just like we did. When we did counseling, we were there together. Yeah. Right. A lot of times when people go to counseling for their marriages, is one or the other going in, the husband or the wife going in, you know, not, there's not very often when they're both going in together and you get so much more traction, obviously, when you get, when they're both of them together, you hear it, you give them tools, you guys come to an agreement and you move forward. Right. Um, and also in the business side, you know, some spouses are working together, some aren't. And there's that dynamic. And so we're like, we really have to help these couples, that own a business, regardless regardless of how they're working together in the business, we got to help build unity in the marriage, in the life, mm-hmm. by helping them in their communication, conflict resolution in a marriage, but also make sure they're both on the same page, even in the business. They need to be on the same page in life. They need to be on the same page at home. They need to be on the same page in a business. Right. And so we really need to, if we're really going to make a difference in the business, we've got to start at home. Mm-hmm. And then we and then because you know we, we read our bio about seeing transformation in people, communities, and, and, yeah. and nations, right? Economies. It 
so when I first started the business, the consulting business, it was focused on the business game, make impact in the community. But if you need, if you're going to do that, you need to start at home so that the home then can make an impact in the business, then then can make an impact in the community. Mm. Right. So we kind of added the marriage piece. Yeah. So we just decided, and I was um, just, I just asked her a couple of years ago, Hey, let's test this out. Um, I don't know if there's a demand, but I know there's a need to address this issue head on intentionally as a full consulting coaching program, whatever you want to call it. So we tested out with four couples. We met online for eight weeks. Um, so the, the, the course we created um, was is cut in half. The first four weeks is devoted to the marriage and communication, conflict resolution. And then the, the last four weeks is really uncovering the gaps in the business from the organizational structure, the financial structure, marketing, sales, all that to help uncover the gaps and also them as a leader. Okay. Um, so they know how to build a healthy organization and you do it as a couple. So regardless if one, one of the spouses isn't working in the business, they're in it because they need to understand what's going on, at least at a high level, because we've seen too many times, mm-hmm. even before all, we started doing all this, I've seen too many times when one spouse isn't, doesn't know what's going on. Has no idea. It, it becomes a mess when something happens to the owner mm-hmm. versus death versus incapacitate or whatever, or forced to retire or something. But things don't seem to go well right. when the, when there's not a unity in understanding what's going on. Right. I mean, even where the documents are. I mean, just there's some simple things. Are you in debt? In debt, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff, you know, when there's when there's the breaking communication of even what's going on in the business, that's not healthy either because typically the business is the biggest asset what the couple has outside their home. Right. Right. And you don't want to be involved. And sometimes we'll hear that from a couple. Oh, that's his thing or her thing. I don't, I don't want to know. And we're like, that's craziness. Because once the business isn't doing well, you're going to want to know, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so why not head things off of the past and be part of the solution of moving the business forward at some level, at least being chief counsel to the owner? Because we usually marry somebody opposite than us. Yeah. And we, we can allow that to rub us the wrong way. Or we can look at each other's giftings and say like, oh my gosh, you're great at administration. Like, can you help me with this? You know what I mean? We we come together and we partner yes. together as opposed to um, becoming sandpaper against each other because yeah. we don't do things the same way or look at things the same with the same eyes. Yeah. And so we tested out. It worked out really well. We got some rave reviews and we turned it into an online course and everything. People can take self-study. But moving forward, we just continue to develop things and and even develop relationships with people like you. I mean, so what we've done, you know, with our, our, we've started to develop a network of marriage experts and entrepreneurial experts that are gifted and skilled in certain areas that we're not, we're not gifted at everything. So we see ourselves as the fire starter mm. where we can get things going and we can help you in certain levels go deep, but there's other levels that we can't like when it comes to marriage counseling. So we have relationships with different marriage coaches and counselors that when things, when people need more help, deeper help, we turn them over to them. So what we do is we expose what's possible in the marriage and give them some tools that we've learned and walk them through some things. But our sweet spot is helping the business grow. And so we definitely want to make sure we're focused there because, you know, that needs to be, that needs help too. Right. Mm you need deeper help, let's hand you off to one of our trusted marriage experts that can help you go deeper while we're working on the business. Otherwise, we won't be able to do, we won't be able to accomplish both and both need help, but we won't be able to do both effectively if we're trying to do both. Um, So we help expose the issue, but then also present the solution 
and then we can walk you so far in the marriage and then we might have to hand you off. But then we also want to make sure the business is healthy as well nice. and figure out how do husband and wife work together in the business at some level. That I is like fantastic. Yeah. You know, I've never come across a couple that has merged the two like that. I think this is a really, really phenomenal thing that you guys are doing. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Well, I come from an entrepreneur family, so I know some of the pitfalls. And Robert is a PK, he's a pastor's kid, even though they're totally different avenues, they've got a lot of similarities oh, because, yeah. you know, my dad worked a lot too. That was the mistress in the family, mm-hmm. is the business. Yeah. And so we, um, and we love working together. So we're able to put it together and with all his marketing, just kind of merged. That is amazing. Yeah. And that's just, you know, like I said, I just kind of, we kind of fell into it, but really I just noticed the need. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's marketing 101 as far as market research, right? Mm-hmm. Identify the need. What's the problem? Yeah. And I saw the problem. And I was like, Wait, this needs, I go, is anybody really addressing this head on on both, both sides? And I, I don't think anybody is, or not very many, not people I know anyway. It wasn't, it's definitely not a mainstream thing. And so I said, let's try it out and let's see. Yeah. And so I said, okay. And so last year, we just decided we we're going to commit our consulting, uh, uh, our consulting business fully on married couples with business. Okay. So good. Very good. I just and that's, love it. And is that part of the uh, consulting and coaching program, Power Couples by Design? Yeah. Okay, so that's how that came about. Fantastic. I love it. You know, we may have to actually. Uh, We're going to have to sit on yeah, your couch. We, we may have. <laughs> <laughs> on our virtual couch. We need to come up with a virtual couch. Yeah. Talk about how, because as we, you know, as we are building mm-hmm. as well, um, just getting the right tips and tools and yeah strategies i would for, encourage this for, for any that. couple yeah. that has a business this any any, any any that's right anybody who's listening who is building a business and uh, maintaining a, a marriage and want to do both of those mm-hmm. in a way that is that is healthy and that is uh, that allow that group gives gr- room for growth yeah allows room for growth mm-hmm. this is these are the folks you want to see phenomenal Thanks. Oh, thank you. You said you gave some great trade secrets, yeah. right? <laughs> I'm going to ask you before we kind of turn the corner, I'm going to ask you for a specific trade secret for, and you can address couples, right? Couples that are in business together. Mm-hmm. And you talked about definitely the support factor and one person knowing you know, what's going on with the other and not being clueless about what's happening. Give us another trade secret um, for for couples in business that want to grow their business and their relationship. Mm -hmm. I think it comes down to knowing your role. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the benefits of starting with the marriage piece before we roll into the business is understanding how each of the individuals are wired. We're all created with unique gifts from God, right? Yeah. And we need to understand that. And in marriage, a lot of times our strengths fight against each other. That's where the conflict comes a lot of times. Right. right? That's good. But obviously we understand that they, could be, they should be complementary. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you don't want to marry yourself. <laughs> right. That would be dangerous. And we actually had a couple that their disc profile was identical. Wow. wow. Now, you know how some people say, I want to marry someone just like me, <laughs> right? I'm looking for someone that we're compatible. It's just like me. I go, be careful what you wish for, <laughs> because those similarities also rub each other the wrong way. They do. They do. Right? So you kind of have to understand how you're wired individually as well as the, as, as the other person so that you understand how to communicate better 
resolve conflict better. And then when it comes to the business, you understand how the spouses can support each other in the business, even when one's not working in the business. Mm -hmm. So understanding your gifts and then understanding what the need, what the other person needs. And so, you know, with our unique gifts, we also have individual unique needs. And so, you know, one of the couples in our, in our pilot group, he's, he's growing a law firm. Um, the wife was a, a nurse educator at a hospital. And so she was obviously working in the business. But um, one time he, he just kind of shared how she got upset at him because he was having a bad, he had a bad day. And he just said, God, he's just frustrated. And he told his wife, sometimes I feel like I'm alone growing this business, in this business. Wow. So she got upset. She's like, what do you mean you're alone? I'm here. I'm married to you. I love you. I'm supporting you. I, I bring you lunch and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, she's doing things for him. But his love language was words of affirmation. Wow. Yeah. Yep. 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 So she was trying to give him something that, well, that wasn't his love language, number one. Yep. What he needed was words of affirmation. Mm. That was how he felt supported in the business. Yeah. Now, obviously, it wasn't dis- he wasn't trying to discount what she was doing, right. but that's but once you understand what he meant yeah. by feel alone, game changer. Yeah. Mm. And that's what he needed just to propel him. Yeah. So this is an example of how you don't both have to be working in business, but you have to understand your role in supporting the spouse that is working in business. But if you are, and a lot of times what we found was we found a key role in the business for the spouse that wasn't working there. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they weren't working was they didn't want to just do bookkeeping or administrative work that they didn't like right. because that's not their gift set. But once we understand the gift and then what the need was in the business and we matched that, totally different. Okay. Wow. And I just wanted to piggyback on what you're saying. It's not a competition between husband and wife. Yeah, that's good. We're different yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. So embrace that. And we're not like trying to one up each other. We're, we're on the same team here. You know what I mean? It's like... Yep. So I think that will diffuse a lot as well because I know a lot of couples are trying to compete. Right. And that's the word when you said that the word that came into my mind was team. Team. When you said that you're on a team, team. you're trying to build something together and you both want to win. Right. That should be the goal. Right. So exactly. And like a team, we say this all the time, right? Every say. episode, yeah. <laughs> when you think about the team concept in sports, right? There's, there's not five point in basketball. There's not five point guards. Right. On the same time, yeah. right? Everybody plays. Unless you're the Golden State Warriors. Right. <laughs> right. There are some exceptions here and there, but all shooters and all. I think my son was just uh, was watching the game because uh, they have, uh, by the time this airs, they would have been playing some, uh, some game. Yeah. Um, and they did put uh, several big men on the floor, which was kind of weird, but... But you get the point, right? So everybody has a role to play on this team. And the goal is not for the five players to get out there and play each other. Right. The goal is for them to come together, play the opponent, and potentially win the game. Everyone has strength. Use your strengths to better the team. Man, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. And I am... I am known to uh, keep folks over their time. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's okay. I'm gonna, because I'm cognizant of that, and we're probably there already. <laughs> I will. Um, I won't continue to ask you questions, but we will have to do this again because I'm fascinated 
by the merger. Yeah, so am I. Of those two so entities, right? And and it's and it's crazy because when you think about it, it it just makes sense. It makes sense. Right? It just makes you're trying sense. to build a business, you're trying to build a marriage and a family. Mm-hmm. The two need to work um cohesively together. Yeah. Right? The success of one spills into the success of the other. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. I love it. Great. I love it. Great. So we're going to turn a quick corner before we let you go. We're just going to play a really quick game with you. We play all right. our guests. It's just a, a quick get to know you kind of thing. And it's really easy. I'll okay. Talk about it. So we call it the 60 second think fast. And oh boy. <laughs> yeah. We're going to ask you 10 questions, right? I'll alternate between the two of you. So each of you will answer five questions, but. With each question, there are a cho- there's a choice of two answers. No, there's there are two answers. You can p- you have to pick one. For example, I'll ask, "What's your favorite color, red or blue?" And you have to pick one of those. And there are ten questions like that. And we're going to give you sixty seconds to answer. Ollie's going to put a timer on to put us under a little bit of pressure. All right. And Kaylee, I'm going to start with you, and then we'll alternate. Robert Kaylee, like okay. you guys right. ready? Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Okay. Kaylee, see the movie or read the book? See the movie. Robert, summer or winter? Ooh, winter. <laughs> Kaylee, morning person or night owl? Morning. Robert, small town or big city? Oof, big city. Kaylee, car or truck? Car. Robert, gym or outdoor exercise? Outdoor exercise. Haley, tropical island or ski resort? Oh, both. <laughs> <laughs> tropical island right now. <laughs> hey, Robert, action movie or comedy? Oof, comedy. Okay, Kaylee, baseball or football? Baseball. Okay, last one, Robert. Try a new dish or play it safe? Try a new dish. You know, I... Oh, seven. No, it's, they're good. They had all, all okay. kinds of time left. You made it. Good. <laughs> Those are tough questions, though, because there's a lot of them around there. I'm on both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the last one, I knew that you were going to say try a new dish. Oh, yeah? Why's that? Because when I when I look at your Instagram profile and I see all oh. <laughs> <laughs> more foodies, cook, cooking something, <laughs> always cooking something. The food looks so good, and it just is always something different. And I'm like, I bet you one of them is going to say try a new dish. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. That is cool. Listen, we we are so appreciative mm-hmm. of you taking out. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us. It was a good time. Uh, yeah. The the last thing I want you guys to do because this is this is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Power couples by design. It's great um, for individuals who want to and couples who want to get in touch with you. How do we follow you on social media? How do we get in touch with you? How do we become clients? Um, just take this time to just plug anything that's happening and let us know how we can get a hold of you. Power couples by design is it? I mean that's our website, powercouplesbydesign.com. It's also our Instagram, Facebook handle. Um, podcast. You can, you can look at podcasts, yeah. And then there's uh, or follow if you know how to spell my last name, you can find me on LinkedIn <laughs> or find us on LinkedIn, Robert Fakui. Um, as far as you know, what's coming up, we don't have anything. You know, we we just actually completed a virtual marriage and business retreat. We had uh, eight nine other marriage experts and entrepreneurial couples that really spoke into this issue, 
from different viewpoints, but it was it was amazing what happened. We decided to turn it into an on-demand feature. So actually, when you go to our website, you'll be able to actually go into that, and it's free. Um, So it's a great way to kind of, you know, hear a little bit more deeper about what we talk about, because we had some marriage counselors as well as coaches, but we also had entrepreneur couples and coaches and consultants. Um, So I think that was a powerful time. It was the first time doing something like that, and we just kind of did it on a whim and decided, hey, let's do this. And uh, I mean, it's, I think it turned out phenomenal. I mean, the, the one thing, you know, some of the speakers have national stages and mm. when we, the, I think one of the most powerful testimonies we got were actually from the speakers themselves talking about how much they enjoyed hearing from everybody else. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And we've actually decided to continue the relationship. We don't sure exactly what's going to happen. What we decided to meet every other month to stay connected, to see how we can support each other. Um, everybody's doing obviously something similar, but different from a different angle. And we just want to figure out, okay, you know, obviously just like you guys know, this is a needed thing yeah. of helping marriages. Um, we all know we can't do it all by ourselves mm-hmm. that in order to really accomplish what we feel the Lord wants in marriages and families, that it's going to take teams. It's going to take collaboration um, so that's kind of what we, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it morphed into. Um, and we were just, and a lot of them we met through Instagram, just like you guys, we kind of in, indirectly met through Instagram. And so, um, yeah, so anyways, that's, you know, we don't have any events coming up, but that's one thing that's on demand that you can take into. So feel but, free to go and listen to that. Yeah. Please. And our course, our eight steps to a thriving marriage, prosperous business is a self-study course as well, but on the website, you'll be able to, to contact us directly or contact us through social media or whatever. So those are, that's, nice. yeah, that's what I got. That's what we got. <laughs> for, those, for those listening, we'll make sure that that information um, website and, and information is in, in the, the show, show description mm-hmm. for you so that you can connect with these guys. Yes. Great couple. Great couple. And we, we, we thank you. We pray God's blessing on continued blessing on what you do. Yeah. And just as, as you guys pour into folk and help them. Uh, grow their businesses and grow their relationships that um, as you pour out um, it will all be poured back into um, thank you appreciate that yeah thank you very much what you're doing and we want to yeah. we definitely want to stay connected with you guys yeah. Uh, yeah. you know I, we'll be in your in your ear about some things and we can figure out how we can uh, stay connected and, and collaborate on some things great great conversation awesome thank you guys so thank you thank you yeah definitely stay connected yeah absolutely absolutely this has been another episode of trade secrets make sure you visit www.denali.org for more engaging content and for other ways to connect with oliver and denise also don't forget to subscribe and share this episode until next time god bless